And so as I was looking at that previous business, I said, well, what if I were just to cut out most of the things that were this ebb and flow, boom and bust marketing? And I was just to, I was, was to focus my foundation of all my marketing on something that's actually going to get better over time. That's my guest this week, Trevor Mock. Uh, this is part two of our conversation around the founding of Carrot, the branding of Carrot, the building of Carrot, the business. And now we get into much more detail with regards to real estate investor branding and marketing and how evergreen marketing. Something that's actually going to increase momentum, something that actually is increasing in demand and not decreasing in demand. And for me, that was evergreen marketing specifically online. Uh, can help you provide a consistent supply of qualified leads and not get off uh, and, and be able to get off the hamster wheel of marketing. Before we get started, if a website that generates consistent leads for you is of interest, uh, there is a very special offer uh, with Carrot, uh, which is in the show notes uh, for any listeners of the Personally Brandtastic podcast. Welcome to the Personally Brandtastic podcast, where we help you build your personal brand and business so that people can find you easily, want to work with you, and can't wait to refer you. My name is Paul Kopkin, and every day I work with real estate investors, professionals, and business owners who want to stand out from the crowd and attract more of the right opportunities without feeling inauthentic or spending all day doing it. It's all about communicating how personally brandtastic you are, because marketing is how to get their attention, but personal branding is why they choose you. Now, back to the show. What, what are the sort of things that you see investors do wrong when they're going about creating or building their brands? Yeah, I, I think, and this applies to probably most companies, not just investors, but with real estate investors, especially, it, it's a very transactional industry, right? When you look at real estate agents, real estate agents have been talking brand for decades. Uh, real estate agents have been doing video for years. Uh, the thing I always like to say with real estate agents and investors is agents are three to five years ahead of investors right now on social media and video. And investors are three to five years ahead of agents on direct response marketing and, and things like that and SEO. Um, and so the thing that investors get right is they're amazing at direct response. But the thing that investors get wrong is they, they discount the value of a brand and how that brand actually can increase trust, increase credibility, and increase their ability to close deals. Now, there are investors that have a great brand. Pace Morby is a good friend of mine and customer. He's built an amazing brand in this industry. People send him deals because of his brand. Um, there's other people in the industry. Open Door is the you know, well-funded iBuyer that now, that, that now fuels Zillow's iBuying program. It's been building a brand. They've kind of owned that color blue, and they're building a big brand with TV and radio and direct mail and everything. But with a mom-and-pop investor, I think the biggest opportunity they have outside of getting really good at marketing and, and going hybrid is building a brand. It's, it's really determining what are my values as a company? You know, what, are, what are the values that I would be pumped to run this business for? Not the values that are on that guy's website because they look good, but the values that I want for my business. What is the feeling I want to have for my business? What is the impact I want people to make? Number two is write down the impact. What is the mission that you're actually trying to have? And most investors, their whole mission is to make a hundred grand. And then from, then they go, well, shoot, now my mission is to make a half million. Now my mission is to make a million. Uh, until they realize that that endless chase of revenue actually is empty. It, it leaves you empty inside. And so then, and, you know, two to three years in, you start to realize that and you go, shoot, 
either I must need to change my business because this isn't the thing that's firing me up. Or what I hope people do is you actually just find purpose in your business and bake it into your brand. You, you, uh, there's some guys, home buying guys. I was just down in Dallas, Texas at an event speaking. And we have a couple of amazing customers down there. They're the home buying guys. And we have another really good friend and customer up in Louisville that's the house buying guy. And so they've done a great job brand-wise there and it's getting them a lot of business. And here's what they've both done. In Louisville, Bo Hollis, the house buying guy, his website is simplysold.com. He literally walks around in a shirt that says house buying guy all the time. He's at Home Depot. He's at the restaurant. He's wherever. He's the house buying guy. And so people will recognize him and wave at him and whatever. He's like, oh, there's the house buying guy again. And they don't even know his name oftentimes. They just know he's the house buying guy. So he's done that by brute force wearing a shirt all the time and just talking with people. And he is the house buying guy. He's a one-person operation other than his videographer. He'll do about $4 million in revenue this year. And he doesn't have a team because he's built a brand. Because people send deals to him because of his brand. And that's right. so critical. The, the house buy, or the home buying guys now in Dallas, they've taken it and their brand is a little bit different. You know, they're, they're a team. Uh, they're, they're a family working on it. Two couples, husband and wife are the, the, the people working in the business. And then they've cartoonized their faces. And that's kind of a part of their brand is all their marketing has these cartoon versions of them. It's kind of, it's kind of playful, um, but they have clear values posted in their office. When I walked into their office, their brand is about, I, mean, I could see if I could find it, but their brand is something about like um, helping, give me three seconds. I'll see if I can find it here. Cause I know I took a picture of it. If I can't find it, then no biggie. Okay. I've got it right here. Wait, I've got it right, uh, right here. So their brand, ah, it's not there. It's something like serving, serving, helping, selling, or it's something like that. It's not that, but they've very clearly baked mission into their brand at Home Buying Guys. They have a nonprofit now in their business. They donate proceeds from every deal and they go around and they renovated the Boys and Girls Club, a technology room just recently. That's a part of their brand. And so I think investors, man, they just need to focus on their values and their mission first. And then try to build something up from there that's recognizable in their market and get involved in their communities. Right. Yeah. I think a lot of people, if they looked at um, a lot of the carrot sites, they are around that kind of home buying, buying off market, generating yeah. leads. But you've already mentioned that you've got people outside of the real estate industry using them. So mm -hmm. the websites aren't restricted to just generating leads for house sales. Somebody, a real estate investor that isn't operating that way could still build a carrot site and maximize or use the benefits of having a, a an optimized site is that correct oh big time like the the home buying guys in dallas once again they, they've transitioned a big punk, hunk, hunk of their business to multifamily, and so they launched a carrot site that they had customized the content of that's apartmentbuyingguys.com and so apartmentbuyingguys.com is their brand transitioned to a new asset using carrot and they're attracting private lenders uh using that um I personally use Carrot for my Airbnbs and for my rental properties. And my parents use Carrot for their equipment rental and their party rental business. And so the, the big thing is with Carrot, it's, it's a tool, right? It's a tool that we've highly customized for a certain, types, certain types of leads for real estate investors. But the reason I say it works really, really well for high margin service businesses is number one, when you lose a deal as an investor, as an agent, it hurts right? It's a 10, 20, $30,000 loss. If you lose a deal because your website isn't set up to perform at the highest level. 
And so when someone is, is looking at expense and they're going, well, I can launch a site with Wix or I can go to Upwork and pay 300 bucks for one and then do monthly hosting. All right, my cousin Eddie builds websites. And they're going to build like a work, custom WordPress site for me. Or there's one of these competitors that it looks like it kind of does what, what Carrot does. Well, our brand here at Carrot has been built around performance. Okay, we have our mission, vision, values baked into the feeling of the brand. But then the way people identify Carrot is performance. Carrot is about performance. The fastest websites, the highest converting websites, the best chance of ranking in Google. And so then here at Carrot, we ask, well, how do we support that and, and ensure that we're strengthening that positioning in the market? Well, then we have to provide data, right? We have to show with data that our websites actually do dominate Google in every city in America, which is easy to find. We have to show with data that our websites do convert better than the other websites. And then we have to do the math for people to show, hey, even if your website's only converting 1% lower, than, than ours over here, that 1% over the course of a year with 100 sellers hitting your site every, every single month is one to two deals you lost every year. How many of those $20,000 deals are you okay with losing because you're trying to save money with Wix or Weebly or your cousin Eddie? And so yeah, the, the reason I bring that up is any high margin service business needs to focus on performance with their website above all else. Speed, conversion, SEO. Um, and you can do any, any business model with it. We have people, they're, they're um, a cell phone tower um, maintenance and construction company out of Florida. He's a real estate investor, used Carrot, doing really well. And he built a Carrot site that's for cell phone tower construction uh, on, on Carrot. And it's working really well. So I can, I can imagine somebody's listening to this and saying, well, that sounds all very technical and kind of scary. Mm. Yeah. Because that's the first thing that people want to hand off, hand off website building anyway. And that's probably yeah. why they look at Cousin Eddie or whoever. Yeah. Um, so what is it that Carrot does that, that helps take, uh, alleviate that, that fear of all the technical side of things? Yeah, the, the, biggest, the biggest thing that, that we do is, number one, there's, there's three different paths that someone can have success with anything, whether it's Carrot or something else, right? One path is I'm going to roll up my sleeves and learn and do it all myself, the DIY, right? And so with Carrot, you can log into our software, you can click the buttons, choose what type of leads you want, motivated house seller, cash buyer, land seller land buyer notes, real estate agent, uh, where multifamily is going to come out soon. There's other ones. Okay. You choose the lead type you want. Then you go customize your site. Um, uh, most of our clients do the DIY route. You use our tutorials, engage with our live chat, uh, hop on our weekly coaching calls for the, the pro and, and advanced marketer uh, plan. Um, get on an onboarding call with our team if you're on the advanced marketing plan. So you, you have the capacity to do everything yourself. But now there's a lot of people who don't want to or don't have the time to. And so then there's the done with you. So you can choose, hey, I'm going to learn these things and I'm going to do these. But you know what? I'd much rather go to the carrot marketplace and hire these things out. And so you can kind of pick and choose the things you want to learn. or You can have your nephew or niece learn and do for you. And they can hop in the coaching calls for you and they can use our software and they can engage with our support. Um, or you can hire services in our marketplace to do it for you. Then there's the done for you. So you have DIY, done with you, and then done for you. Uh, we have a lot of our highest level clients literally just go into the marketplace and say, I click join. I don't want to do anything with building out my site. And that's where our services team will take that over and really dial it in and make it look amazing. Make it look so it's, it stands out in your market. It still uses the carrot high, high converting framework, but it looks amazing. It stands out. It's, it's a semi-custom site. It's going to convert great. It's got your credibility in there, your testimonials. It's got all of your stuff in there. We hook up your CRM for you. So we really can help you whether you want to do it yourself or 
uh, have it all done for you. It just depends on how much money and time you're willing to invest. The more money you want to invest, it's a, a go, you go closer to the, DI, uh, the do, done for you. The more time you want to invest, uh, then you go closer to the, the DIY. But it definitely, there are some technical things. I'll kind of wrap this part with this is people will ask, they'll go, shoot, I'm logged in here. I still have to do a bunch of work on the content updates. Um, what, what I always like to say, Paul, is there's a reason that Carrot performs better than anything else in the market in SEO. And, and anyone can find and do Google searches like sell my house fast, insert city or state, and just click the top 10 results and count how many say powered by Carrot at the bottom. It's going to be, it's going to be a lot. So it, there's proof that our stuff works great. Um, part of that's because they convert great as well. Um, so there's proof in the data we post those on our blog all the time. But what, what, what has to happen next is people have to go in there and customize. And um, we say we pretty much take care of about 70% of the on-page SEO for you, right? Uh, so making the website load really fast, we took care of that for you. You don't have to ask whether Cousin Eddie knows how to make a website load fast or whether that hosting plan is fast. Ours is the fastest. We have data to back it up. We make sure the website's structured correctly to engage the visitor, to have it rank better in Google, to have it convert really well through a thousand plus split tests we've done over the last 10 years, even before Carrot. We take care of all that. So my 10 years of experience is baked into the site that the client doesn't have to think about. It's just done. And anytime we come out with anything that, that is going to convert better, we roll it out for you and say, hey, we either are automatically made this change for you, or here's this thing you might want to add to your site that's an optional thing that you can add. Um, and then that other 30%, Paul, is you going in there or the person hiring someone to do it, uh, going in there and editing your content, making it you, putting your spin, your credibility, your brand on that content right. um, and, and really making it yours. And then there's the off-page part um, of SEO or the actual driving of the traffic. That we don't do for you, but we do have services in our marketplace who will do all that for you if you don't want to learn it and do it yourself. I noticed on some of your resources, you mentioned credibility score. Can you tell us a little bit about what that is? And then, and then I'd like to uh, definitely get you to talk about kind of evergreen marketing and hamster wheel well, marketing. Yeah. So the, the credibility score, that one I came out with probably originally in 2015, because uh, I started seeing this trend even back then, Paul, as the market gets more busy and, and more cluttered. Um, I was seeing in 2015, I was at an event called Investor Fuel, uh, the very first event for that mastermind and it's these big investors there and i did the same thing at cg the biggest collect the biggest mastermind for real estate uh, investors uh, collective genius and i talked about the wave that i was seeing coming down the pike because all the investors at that time were just pretty much focused on transactional hey i'm going to put out a piece of marketing and i'm going to get them here and that's it and i was saying well as the market gets more cluttered guys the thing that has to happen is you have to stand out and and i'm not talking standing out as in website design like yeah you the website design is structured in a way so it actually converts and you can make it, you can separate yourself with your content, your credibility, things like that. Standing out is, isn't a design thing. Standing out is actually a credibility positioning thing. And what was happening with so many people is all everyone's positioning was the same, right? As an investor, I can make you a fair cash offer. I can close quickly, choose the date of your choice. That was like, everyone's saying the same thing. And so if everyone's saying the same thing, how does a seller make a choice as to who is the best one to work with? Um, unless you actually come with a different, unique selling proposition like Open Door did, right? Open Door came with a different, unique selling proposition. 
And so I said, the way you guys separate is either you come up with a completely different unique selling proposition, which, which makes your service fundamentally different, or you have to stand out as more credible and more trustworthy. And so I started to create the credibility score. And as you go in, I, I've got a podcast on it. Uh, and, and it's fresh in my, my mind because I just documented all this yesterday for our team to dive deeper on. Essentially, there are certain elements on a website that increase or decrease credibility. Um, and I'll list off a few of them, Paul. And the more of these you have, the higher your credibility score. And then some of these actually can remove credibility and detract from your score. So here's an example. Um, let's say that you have, uh, have really good reviews on Facebook and you have an active Facebook page. Well, people want to look and see if this company's active and if they're legit and if they're credible. And if you have a Facebook icon on there, many times people will click it and go to your Facebook page and see who you are, see if you're legit. If you have reviews on there and they're good reviews and your page is active, that just bumped your credibility score up in their eyes. Now let's say you have your Facebook page linked up on there, but they go there and they have, there's one review and it was eight months ago and you haven't made a post on there in a year and a half. That's actually going to remove and detract from your credibility. That's going to make them skeptical. Oh, man, are they legit? Are they even active anymore? Right? So in that case, I'd either get your Facebook page cranking and active and get reviews going on it or remove the Facebook icon from your website. I'm having a good, clear, clean brand or, or logo on that, on that page. If it's all pixelated and stuff, you know, even though you got a logo up there, your credibility is reduced. A good, clean logo doesn't have to be fancy. Credibility is increased. Um, social media, or I'm sorry, uh, credibility badges, better business bureau for house sellers or anyone, let's say that's over the age of 45 to 50 better business bureau is a very trusted source. Anyone under, let's say 35, they can give a crap about better business bureau. They're looking at Google reviews, Yelp, things like that. And so knowing your prospect and adding those on your website, every one of those that you add to the website, increase your credibility score testimonials. Um, clear contact information. You're not hiding behind your website and you make it easy to contact them. Uh, your website's easy to navigate. That actually increases your credibility. There's a million other things, but um, the more of these items that you get on your website and in your marketing, the, the more your credibility score increases and the more likely that you're going to actually end up winning that deal. Right. And you, you touched on it very early on, uh, hamster wheel marketing. And yeah. I, I, I kind I call it the roller coaster of marketing or yep. similar thing. Um, yep. But uh, tell us about that or tell us about evergreen marketing and what's the benefit to investors or agents? Yeah, so g going back to what led me to start Carrot, um, one of those five non-negotiables was I didn't want an inconsistent, unpredictable income stream anymore. And so over the years, I started to realize like the marketing that we do influences our lifestyle and influences our business structure far more than people realize. If you do, if you do cold calling or direct mail, it's going to directly influence the lifestyle that your business has and the team that you have to build out to sift through all those unqualified leads, right? So you're going to have to have a lead manager because you're going to have to get through 40, 50, 60 leads to even find that deal, which means, shoot, I've got to hire somebody or I've got to take those phone calls or make those phone calls at six, seven, eight o'clock at night because they're there and they might not be qualified. And so as I was looking at that previous business, I said, well, what if I were just to cut out most of the things? that were this ebb and flow, boom and bust marketing. And I, were just to, I was, was to focus my foundation of all my marketing on something that's actually going to get better over time, something that's actually going to increase momentum, something that actually is increasing in demand and not decreasing in demand. And for me, that was evergreen marketing specifically online. And so evergreen, essentially the, the definition of that word is something you do once and it keeps um, you know, repeating for you over and over again. You get the value for a long time. 
uh, for marketing. It's I put out a great piece of content like this podcast here, right? That's what you're doing. You put it out and someone three years down the road can find it. Um, that's what I'm doing here too. Or you put a page up on, on your website that ranks really well on Google for Sell My House Fast, Phoenix or whatever. And it's going to be there for quite a while, especially if you keep on doing the work. It might be there for years. And so that activity you did one time, you spent a couple hours creating a page or paying us to do it. And then you did a little bit of SEO work on it or paid someone to do it. It's going to build momentum. It's going to be there for years. And the cool thing is it's the most motivated prospects. So we're, when you're going after um, cold calling or direct mail or, or uh, your radio or TV, that's where you get your volume, right? If you want to expand and you want to get into the eight figures, it's going to be really, really hard to do off of just SEO evergreen marketing. Uh, but I would say, let's build the foundation off of, off of evergreen because that creates consistency in my business. The opposite is hamstring marketing, right? Where uh, in order to get deals coming in from cold calling or direct mail, something has to happen every single time to make it happen. I've got to pull this. I've got to make calls or someone has to. As soon as I stop making those calls, the result of that activity goes down to nothing eventually. And then I've got to start the activity again, calls, and then same thing with direct mail. I've got to send out direct mail. Eventually, that, the results from that go down. So then I've got to send out more. It works. That's the thing I want people listening to this. It works. Okay. I use Hampshire marketing. I don't, I, I don't dislike it. It's amazing. It's a way that you can scale. But what is not amazing, Paul, is when I have, and when I have done it and when I've seen other people build their businesses off of Hampshire marketing, it creates stress. It creates unpredictability. It makes it so if the market shifts, you're up a creek. We had people when COVID hit uh, that, that cut off their direct mail marketing and other things because of certain things happened or they were scared. What happened to their lead flow? It went down and, and, the, and they were struggling 90 days later. We were talking to hundreds of our customers during that period of time. They're like, I'm still getting leads. Uh, yeah, I might've turned off my Google pay-per-click, but I'm still getting leads and I'm still closing deals. Um, and it was the lowest cost per deal and the highest motivated uh, leads possible. So um, that, th that's a high level of why I shifted all of my businesses to evergreen marketing. And then I amplify with Hampshire. I amplify with outbound marketing, things like that. And how do you feel that extends to social media? Does is social media more of the hamster versus the evergreen? In your Good mind? question. So I'm, I'm going to break up social media into a couple different chunks. So there's YouTube. Uh, YouTube is evergreen. YouTube is you're creating content that people are going to find and they're searching YouTube for things. YouTube's the second biggest, biggest search engine in the world behind Google. And so we actually invest heavily into YouTube. I was looking at our, in our data a couple months ago and it's still today. True. If I were, Paul, to look at the highest converting um, traffic source when someone went from this source to a carrot website, the highest converting traffic source is a referral from YouTube by far, even higher than an SEO search. Now, why is that? Well, they did an S they did a, a YouTube search in some way. They found your content. You built trust with them. You spoke into them. You built credibility. You added value, you built authority. They clicked that little link in your description. They go to your site. You've already pre-sold them. So YouTube is evergreen. Um, and I want to see people double doubling down on it more. The second highest converting that was on par with SEO was actually Instagram stories. And so Instagram stories, when you, when you put the little link in there, it converts really high for sellers and buyers and people should be using it. it but it is Hampshire, right? Because you always have to be adding stories in order to, to do it. And it's like the most, it's like the most extreme version of Hampshire there probably is Instagram stories because it literally disappears in 24 hours. Uh, it's gone on, on a Facebook news feed. It's going to be there forever on your account, but no one's really going to see it in three months or six months because it's down there. 
Uh, the same thing with an Instagram post. You know, you post it, you're probably going to get 72 hours of really good play on it. And it's going to be a very small trickle in a week or two weeks or two months. So I love social. Um, but for me, it's an amplifier. It's not, it's not the foundation. Uh, build foundation on SEO and Carrot and YouTube, uh, even if you're an investor, but especially agents. And then um, amplify with Instagram and social media if you want to and Facebook. Um, and then stop it when you don't want to do it. Like if you're on vacation, stop posting. And because uh, your evergreen is over here so cranking when you're on vacation. And is it too early for you to, to look into the data? But where does TikTok figure in this? Yeah, let me, let me pull it up. So I've got the data. I was at my fingertips here. TikTok is definitely a newer thing uh, for our clients. I was talking to some clients when I was down in Dallas, Texas, just recently about TikTok. And there are people using it. And there's people testing it right now. And as far as from, from what I've heard, uh, it's still pretty darn early for people to really say, hey, it's crushing it. But I'll pull up data and I'll, I'll, and I'll tell you what, what I see on it right now. So um, I'll share my screen if that's cool. I'm not sure if... Uh, let me give that to you. Yeah, I'm not sure if this is uh, if this would be on YouTube. If it is, it could be kind of cool and interesting for people here. We'll definitely snippet it. Yeah, so I'll share my screen. Uh, what this is right here, Paul, is this is our Google Analytics that, it, that encompasses all of our clients' um, traffic and leads. Now, what this doesn't count is this doesn't count phone call leads because we can't track those in here right now. That's something we're building out. So this is only online opt-in leads. Phone call leads accounts for another, uh, not quite double this lead number. There's about 1.1 million leads. Most of those are sellers. And you can, as you can see, the highest converting source as a, as a channel is SEO organic, organic search by far. Um, but if I were to go down into social, let's go ahead and click this because I don't know what the answer is. So we'll see where TikTok lands, <laughs> uh, if anywhere on here. Facebook is by far number one. Um, it's the, the giant. We've mastered Facebook ads on there. You can see over this, over this period of time, it's by far the largest lead generator as a social media source. Um, the biggest lead generator is SEO. Second biggest is someone physically putting in a domain to the website, uh, like a, from a direct mail or, or they recognize the website. The third is social media. Um, Instagram, you can see it, it's a trickle. Um, it's, it's definitely getting leads, but it's trickle. YouTube, it's starting to grow more and more. Instagram stories, uh, we're getting more leads through Instagram stories. But you can see, as a comparison, there's 1.3 million leads. Out of those 1.3 million leads, only 2,000 were for, uh, from an Instagram story. 10% uh, were from Facebook ads, um, right? So Twitter's in here a little bit, which is amazing. I want to see how people are using Twitter. Uh, LinkedIn's getting some leads, 519 leads in LinkedIn. Reddit, actually, interesting. Pinterest, uh, let me go to the next page because I haven't found TikTok on here yet. So there's TikTok. So how's TikTok over this period of time, 77 leads. Now, this, this doesn't mean that someone didn't go from TikTok, do a Google search and then find them. It just means from whatever TikTok's native um, tool that, that actually shows the referral source of they clicked the thing in TikTok and went. And so that's where I don't know enough about TikTok if they have like the thing like Instagram stories does where you can put a, a, a clickable link that takes them somewhere. If not, that's probably something they're going to add. And then we'll start to see TikTok leads start to crank up. Interesting. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. How, can, how can people find out more about you, uh, find out more about Carrot? What's yeah, the, 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 the biggest thing, go, go to carrot.com where we have all kinds of free content. Everything is there, carrot.com. But Probably the spot people want to plug into the most is my podcast. I just go look up Carrot Cast. 
um, on any you know, podcast tool. And this business or mindset stuff is the stuff I love to talk about the most. Now, that one comes out every Thursday. That's my truck talks. Literally record what's on my mind on the way to home. And then every Tuesday, we come out with interviews just like this with some of our top customers. So find me on the Carrot Cast. Carrot.com is how you can connect with us as a company and find our content. And then Instagram, uh, I'm on there quite a bit and I answer all my DMs. So just find me Trevor.Mock. That's M-A-U-C-H. Wonderful. Great. Well, thank you, Trevor. Uh, thanks for the insights today. And, and um, there's a lot for people to take away there. And I uh, wish you a fantastic day. Cool. Uh, awesome. I appreciate it, Paul. I never take these opportunities for granted, man. So thank you. Thank you for inviting me on. And if there's any way I can help you or your audience more, just let me know. Wonderful. Thanks.